play to win the game. You don't play to just play. It. Uh, playoffs? We'll talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. The, the Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Yeah. If you want to crown them, then crown them. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them all go. I feel the need. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. The autumn wind is a pirate. That's football, guys. That's all it is. And here we go. Welcome to Behind the Numbers. I'm here with our two championship contenders, the K-Rabbits, looking for his first ever playoffs crown, and the Kayak Pirates and their dual managers uh, trying to tag team and take Chris from the top rope. Guys, my question is, are you ready to rumble? I definitely am. Oh, we're ready. <laughs> if, if the semifinals are any indication, this is going to be a pretty high scoring affair. I think the first uh, 130 is going to win. I agree. I agree. It's, it's set up to be a uh, uh, high scoring, high scoring game. Maybe we'll, uh, you know, we already had a, a, a record breaking game earlier in the season. Maybe this will break some records for a fantasy championship. Well, I mean, you know, it does seem like, in my opinion, the two best teams this year have ended up making it. Now, I guess Chris probably owes a bit of gratitude to the commish, and Jeff owes a bit of gratitude to myself for how your teams were constructed <laughs> and how they're playing right now. Um, but be that as it may, you know, y'all are the ones that have been managing them all year, uh, you and Jacob, Jeff, and this uh, year – it's been tough. It's been one of the toughest years you could ever play fantasy because of the COVID issues, because games went unplayed, guys were out for weeks at a time. How did you feel like uh, navigating that was different, Jacob? Um, there was definitely a lot of talk at the start of the season on like holding out. I remember one week where Derek Henry, I think, had a Monday night game and the Titans were facing some uh, COVID issues. And there was lots of extra decisions that we had to make on whether to risk playing him or uh, starting someone else that may not do as good if he does play. Uh, Chris, I mean, you know, as this is gone, it fantasy football is one of the least important things that have been affected by this entire, you know, global pandemic. But it has made the game a lot different other than apparently having in your contract for starring in the Kamish Hamilton musical that he would have to trade you his two best players. How have you managed to do what you've done this year? <laughs> Great photo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, uh, yeah. I mean, part of it, I think was, um, I had one of the best drafts that I've ever had. And a couple things about that one to get, um, the uh, Burrow and Higgins, you know, good keepers and, to, uh, find Jimmy at the right time where he had just gotten desperate and, you know, this year has just been amazing in some respect just to watch like Jimmy's utter ineptitude uh, and that every single thing he tried to do to like uh, get back in the swing of things just completely failed um, from draft night on. Um, and it's just hilarious to me that the uh, moment that he gave, he gave, gave up, gave up, 
like produce and win games, um, uh, which is funny. But to, to, I mean, the key is to, to find keepers like that. Um, also, you know, I, I, uh, have been thinking about a strategy for a while and, and kind of contemplating the fact that I think that wide receivers are becoming more consistently valuable picks than running backs unless you get a couple uh, of the like top two. And so I did kind of went all in on that this year uh, with, you know, uh, wide receivers with my first three draft picks before I even picked a running back. And I'll admit that I had um, Gurley circled in the second round. If he had come back to me, um, I would have kind of changed up strategies and picked him second. I'm glad I didn't now. Um, but that uh, but, but Jeff picked him up. And so then I kind of went all in on the wide receiver, wide receiver strategy, which has just been fun. I like watching wide receivers play more than I like watching running backs play. And so it's been fun to cheer for them. But then also, as, as we all know, fantasy ball is a like game of luck. And uh, me, I think probably better than most of, or more luckily than many of the other people in the league, I haven't like actually had that many serious injuries um, that have kind of debilitated my team. I was looking back um, and my five minutes of preparation for the podcast went and looked back at the first round picks this year. And mine is the only one that's still producing uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Every single other one like just failed. Nobody uh, in the last like few weeks is like getting anything, if, if not the whole season from their first round uh, draft picks. So that's like a pretty valuable thing there. Um, I mean, the only injuries I've had have been to my quarterback and my RB2 positions, which are not my like strongest positions. You know, that's where I want some kind of consistent value, but I don't expect big output from there. But in my like key positions, I just haven't suffered uh, injuries. And so that's uh, generally uh, a sign of success when it comes to fantasy football and it's just the luck of the draw. So the COVID thing really hasn't bothered my team as much as, as others. And I think that kind of speaks to probably uh, you know, why I, I finished in first place in the regular season. So Jeff, you've, Jeff. you've been to the mountaintop before you've won a championship. You've had your name inscribed on the incredible Jim Mora trophy. Um, and so my question, uh, to you, Jeff is, um, what's it like doing that and also bringing your son along with the team and is it more rewarding to be in this position this time? Or are you just going to blame him if you lose? <laughs> I'll definitely blame him if I lose. <laughs> but, um, you know, like I said in the last uh, the last podcast, uh, you know, I got to give him a lot of credit, too, uh, for the success this year. And uh, he's added a lot um, to, uh, to our team and our decision-making. And we talk a lot during the week and try to make decisions together. But it'll definitely be nice. Uh, to win one as official co-managers with uh, Jacob. And um, I know last time we won, uh, he, he played a significant role in the, in the after championship celebration. Um, so this year it's good to have him involved in the actual uh, managing process and, and be able to enjoy the wins and, and all that during the entire season. And uh, you know, who knows, maybe we'll, uh, We'll have to top our, our last celebration this year if we win. Um, we'll have to do something a little crazier uh, than uh, Sprite bottles in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris, you know, you've not been in this position, I mean, since the days of, uh, what, Billy Volek and Drew Bennett? I mean, the glory days <laughs> of the K-Rabbits franchise back then. Uh, you've lost twice in the championship? 
or once in the three times, three times, three times, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So how are you feeling about this? Like, are you like worried? Did you buy a special blanket for the occasion? Like, how are you dealing with the the nerves that come up with the, the chance at at a fourth time, potentially losing a championship? (laughs) I mean, uh, I was, uh, Jeff keeps showing embarrassing pictures of me. Um, I was definitely hoping that VG was going to knock off the kayak pirates and I'd be playing him this week instead of uh, Jeff and Jacob. That's for sure. Um, one of the easier opponent there. Uh, I mean, well, it's been a while. So look, so I've made the playoffs a couple of times in the last three or four years, uh, but I haven't made it past the first round. I haven't made it to the championship since kind of back-to-back trips in uh, 2008 and uh, 2009. So it's been, been a while. So, uh, the kind of feeling that I had back then, yeah, it's been, uh, uh, it's, it's kind of lost. I don't really remember it in my old age at this point. Um, <laughs> I'll also say that like this past week, this like semifinal game was stressful, man. I mean, I know like I feel bad for Billy. His, his loss had to be like one of the more, uh, kind of heart wrenching losses to kind of lose on the, and the, you know, last to watch a lead kind of slip away. Um, but honestly, I thought that I had lost uh before that the kind of last hopkins versus cup matchup and so um and i actually went was at my uh niece's little drive-through nativity scene when i like saw a text uh from somebody saying that hopkins had uh just passed enough and, and basically s- secured the the win for me um so just so it hadn't quite really felt real and i've this week i've just been kind of fighting you know kind of thinking about the logistics and uh lineup changes and and kind of shoring up holes and and that kind of thing and uh jeff beat me out in a bid for uh geo bernard which would, would have been helpful to kind of block him from getting another uh running back there but uh wasn't successful so now just kind of turning to strategy so who knows how it feels i've, I've uh hope that it's not another last week i don't know if i can handle another one that's that tight uh, but it was also exciting, and I, I just can't imagine that this is going to be anything less than both of us kind of uh, climbing well into the hundreds and being a tight one. Yeah, so let's let's talk about kind of the the tail of the tape here. So the K Rabbits are went nine and five, came in first in the league, um, and had the number one seed going into the playoffs. Uh, the Kayak Pirates kind of fought to the end to make themselves uh to get themselves into the playoffs but scored 1520 points the most of any team in the entire league um the k rabbits started out a little bit slow um starting i think just one and three um Mm -hmm. before ended up uh how you've only lost one game since week seven so i mean you you really had a strong end of the season consistently scoring 94 or more points um during that time except in that one loss and then the Kayak Pirates have been consistently a team that I've said is just strong and very consistent week in and week out. Lowest scoring output of the season was one week at 73, and other than that, it's 88 or more every week. And when you do something like that, uh, you're going to be on the right side of winning and losing most most weeks. So, you know, I think that these two, these two teams were somewhat uh, uh, teams of destiny. They were destined to play each other this week. So let's go ahead and start to try to break down this particular matchup and what we can expect uh, going into this week. So, you know, Jacob, I'm looking at Atlanta as a opponent for the Chiefs. Obviously, Mahomes and Hill have been key cogs in the success for the Kayak Pirates this year, and Atlanta's defense has given up the most points to quarterbacks 
and their defense has given up the second most points to wide receivers. I mean, that's got to make you feel pretty good that your key players in this game are, are poised to have potentially a big day. Yeah, it definitely uh, helps, especially because uh, the Chiefs, like they're, they're still going to be playing their players the whole time because to win this, they will clinch the AFC uh, conference, which will give them first round or not first round, but, uh, home field advantage and throughout the playoffs, which is really key. So they're going to, and I think they'll probably just try to keep scoring, may not let up very much, which is really good for us because I, I, I do see Mahomes and Hill having big games this week, especially with what you said, uh, with the Atlanta defense not being amazing. Yeah, and on the other side of the ledger, the K-Rabbits currently has four quarterbacks signed to the roster, which makes me think, you know, the saying goes, if you have two quarterbacks, you really have no quarterbacks. If you have four quarterbacks, you don't even know what the position is, potentially. Um, at least it's not four tight ends. You're not pulling an AJ. Quinn Sipanuski is nowhere to be found on this roster. I hope I can slip one of those in for my, in my kicker slot, really. That'd be nice. But, you know, how are I you feeling about the quarterback I, position? I think you should pick up Rex Grossman and start him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Rex Grossman was there to see me through those back-to-back championship losses uh, in the earlier 2000s. So maybe Rex Grossman's my, my blanket uh, that I'll need. Um, yeah, I mean, so uh, I'm not ready to name a starting quarterback yet. You know, I want to keep uh, Jeff's defense guessing. You know, I want to keep him on his toes. I don't want him to be able to establish, uh, you know, his his defensive strategy yet. Uh, so who 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 knows? I, you know, picked up a couple newcomers, a couple upstarts. Uh, have my uh, you know draft pick uh, quarterback there, and then uh, you know my kind of safety net. I mean, look honestly, all all season my strategy has been, or at least since the second half of the season, my strategy has been: I have one of the top two running backs in the whole league. I have three or four of the top ten wide receivers in the whole league. Um, and the number two tight end in the whole league. Uh, any of those players can go all for 25 to, to 30 points uh, whenever I need them to. I don't need my quarterback to do that. What I need is my quarterback to get me 15 to 20 points uh, every week. I need him to have a high enough ceiling, I mean, a high enough floor that he's not going to score five points and totally like uh, kind of screw me over. So that's why I picked up Phillip Rivers, who's exactly that kind of quarterback, right? He's going to get me 15 points every week he's never going to get me more than 25 um and so yeah uh you know we'll see kind of where we land this week do we stick with that strategy knowing uh as as jeff and jake were just saying that uh you know mahomes and, and hill are going for a clinching victory against a pretty sorry defense you know maybe they get up uh pretty quick with some running scores and then give up on the passing game that's not really how the chiefs do things um so so we'll we'll, we'll see uh, but yeah, this one's uh, this one's going to stay a, a game time decision for the for the K Rabbits. Well, speaking of game time decisions, uh, one of the big other factors in the Kayak Pirates' success um, this season has been James Robinson, who's you know kind of a dark horse to be such a strong running back this year. You know, Jacksonville moves on from Fournette uh, just before the season starts, and nobody really knew what how that was going to shake out. And it's not that the Jags have been a great team, but James Robinson has consistently put up. Uh, strong uh, points and efforts uh, week to week. But, it, you know, he got an injury last week, and it's questionable whether or not he's going to play. 
in what amounts to essentially a meaningless game for Jacksonville. And in fact, now that the Jets won last week for some reason, uh, Jacksonville is now in the Trevor Lawrence uh, sweepstakes. You wonder whether or not they're looking for a reason to sit James Robinson. If he doesn't play, Jeff, you've got Singletary or Gio Bernard currently on your bench. How are you feeling about having to go to the well so late in the season to replace a, a key cog? Yeah, I mean, obviously don't feel great about it. But uh, like Chris said with uh, his quarterback situation, you know, as long as Mahomes and Hill can, you know, put up some fireworks um, out there, then I don't really need a huge game from my, my second running back. Um, also, you know, it helps having Derrick Henry scoring like he's been the past several weeks putting up, you know, insane numbers. Uh, not sure, you know, we'll see if he can keep that up, but, um, you know, don't love it. Uh, you know, Tyree kills a little banged up this week as well. So injuries have been, have been an issue. Um, so we'll see how it goes, but hopefully we can get enough, uh, from the other guys, you know, also, uh, you know, Will Fuller losing Will Fuller a couple weeks ago hurt me. Um, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, how these guys are supposed to know all the names of the chemicals that they're putting in their bodies and their doctors are prescribing them. I guess they expect they're expected to have some kind of pharmacy school degree or something like that. But um, I mean, let these guys play. That's what they uh, train their whole life for. Let them play. I mean, what's up with, uh, you know, Josh Gordon, I was hoping I could bring back Josh Gordon and start him in the championship again. It'd be like old times. And, but there they go suspending him again for some, you know, some of these chemicals that they put in their, in their body. I, I don't know how we're supposed to expect them to, to be able to know these things uh, and, and, uh, and not, not be doing that, that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, just let these guys play. I'd uh, love to have Will Fuller back, um, but we'll, we'll see how it goes uh, uh, this week. Um, hopefully we can get enough points to, uh, to win. I'll say this for Will Fuller. He was actually playing games. So whatever he was taking was working because when he wasn't taking it, he's been injured every single season. The guy makes his living doing this. What do you expect that he's going to do? He's going to do whatever he can to stay on the field and get a new contract. That's what people do. Um, yeah. Yeah. He was, he was staying on the field and he was playing well. And, uh, but it, yeah, that definitely hurt to, to lose him a couple weeks ago. Jacob, when you look across um, the field at the other squad coming into this week, I mean, I, you tell me whether or not uh, you feel the same way, but I mean, the terrifying scenario, obviously Dalvin cook is scary all the time. He's a great player. He can go for 30, 40 points in a game. We've seen it happen this year, but those receivers also, I mean, that group is particularly strong and can maybe outweigh. And, and even you've got four of the top 10 wide receivers, but you've also got a tight end, Chris, that, it essentially is just as strong as your wide receiver core. So, I mean, it's like you're playing four of the top five, 10 wide receivers. Uh, Jacob, what is scaring you the most? What's the nightmare scenario if things don't go your way this, this week? Uh, the nightmare scenario would be us being up by about 20 and Stefan Diggs going for like 50 on Monday night and uh, <laughs> beating us. Wouldn't really like that to happen. That would be – Pretty heartbreaking, but that whole receiving core—they've been the past few weeks. I don't know. They haven't. They. I mean, I know they have the. They definitely have the ability, and usually about like one, one or two of them per week is will do pretty good. 
but they haven't been going like crazy like they were at the start of the season, which is pretty good for us. Um, Chris, I mean, obviously Mahomes, Hill, we've seen them go for 70, 80 points just by themselves. So that's a scary thought. Derrick Henry is going against Green Bay's defense, who hasn't been exactly strong against running backs. Uh, Henry's been, you know, a powerhouse for the Kayak Pirates this year. Um, what's keeping you up at night going into this matchup? What what players are you really scared about? I mean, I mean, you you, you named them. I mean, Jeff has uh, three of the best players in the league at their positions right there. Um, I mean, the the uh, nightmare that keeps me up at night is just seeing Derrick Henry plowing through defenders, tossing them aside, uh, you know, a stiff arms left and right and, you know, running for 200 yards and two or three touchdowns. Uh, that would uh, be a, a pretty tough obstacle to overcome. I mean, but that's the fun thing about this championship in particular, uh, I think, is that both teams have, um, say both teams have three players, just with uh, Henry, Mahomes, and Hill, and me with Cook and Adams and Hopkins that can like legitimately go, you know, over uh, 30 pretty easily uh, and have that kind of firepower. Uh, and you never know. Uh, I think for both of our teams, Jeff, probably, Jeff and Dick will probably agree, we've had at least one of those players go for over 25 or 30 every single week uh, and sometimes two. And if that happens, you know, we, we score, uh, you know, pretty hard. So uh, that's, you know, any, anytime you play a team, that has that kind of talent uh, and ability just with one player to put you kind of out of contention there. I mean, Billy did that to me last week with uh, Josh Allen, you know, I get up a little bit with Waller having a terrific game. And then Allen comes out and puts up 38 and I'm like inching back closer and closer. And I have every, you know, I'm down by 20. I get it up, get within like five or six, Billy knocks it back up to 15 and get back within five or six, Billy knocks it back up to 15. It's just excruciating. Uh, and I can imagine this week, for one of us, probably being pretty similar. Uh, and that's just not going to be fun. Need some some extra blankets this week. Um, so, you know, clearly, Chris, between the two of us, um, Brent Kozar, although obviously he's only uh, recently joined the league, I mean, we're the ones that are waiting on a championship. Um, mm -hmm. I think you probably want to win one before me. You probably definitely want to win one before Brent Kozar because he'd never let you hear the end of it if he won one before you did considering your tenure in the league, uh, compared to his, um, you know, is there anything else that's, that's motivating you to go the extra mile this week to make sure that you bring this home? Yeah. I mean, look, Cozart comes into the league with a lot of, uh, bombast and, and self-assurance last year, you know, claiming to make the playoffs in the first year, some outlandish claims about how quickly he was going to win a championship finishes dead last, uh, <laughs> you know, his, his, his first year. And then like, you know, makes really, really big strides this year. And I think it's going to come in like seventh place. I mean, that's a good, like three place improvement there. Um, you know, incrementally, I mean, maybe in like three years, he'll be in the playoffs and that'll be really good for him. So I just want to, uh, congratulate him on, on this, like on this progress that he's making. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's it's important. I mean, nobody wants to be, and I know you're in, in this boat too, Brent, nobody wants to be the last, uh, kind of, you know, long, like member of the league to make, you don't want the nine other players in the league to have won the championship and you'd be the last one to do it. Right. So we're kind of at a, at a like urgent place in this race here uh, between us. I mean, again, I think like Cozart's probably a few years off from having a, a competitive team, but I, I 
picked that, uh, you know, after the draft, I picked you and BZ to have the best teams this year. And I think you, you had like a lot of talent at the beginning and things just didn't really work out for you. Um, you know, and also like, it's just something that's it's really great to, you know, it'd be really uh, meaningful to win the championship in a year that Jimmy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um. Jacob, obviously, if y'all come out on top, you'll be the youngest manager to ever win the playoffs league. Um, the first of any of the offspring of the original managers that would be a champion. Uh, what would that mean to you to, to do that and put yourself way out ahead of any other kids in the league? <laughs> oh, that would be great. Um, it'd be very significant uh, in the league being one of the first offspring. It'd probably make my dad pretty proud that I'm following in his footsteps and going into uh, fantasy football managing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's about it. Uh, Jeff, you know, you've, you've won it before. Uh, obviously, everybody counts how many championships they've won. They, they want to get multiples. They want to say, hey, I've got as many as VZ or I've got as many as Umflit or I've got as many as Jimmy, who has set the standard one way or another. <laughs> um, uh, what what motivates you to, to get this one? Oh, I, uh, I definitely want, you know, I feel like you said, you know, everybody wants to get that one. Now that I've got the one under my belt, it's been several years ago. And, uh, you know, it's... Um, yeah, I'd like to get I'd like to get multiple. I need I, I'd like to get multiple. You know, I'm not getting any younger, and uh, I want to. You know, probably if Jacob keeps on in his role, uh, you know, keeps improving and as a manager, who knows? I mean, he, I may have to end up turning this team over to him one day. Um, you know, as I kind of fall off of the cliff here, but um, um, so yeah, I definitely want to win as many as I can before um, I hit that, uh, retirement age, uh, in fantasy football, if there is such a thing. Um, so, so yeah, I'd, I'd love to have the second one. I, you know, I think that's all I've got. I, I agree with, uh, I think Norris, you've said it a couple of times. I mean, this might be one of the most interesting and fun to watch championships that we're ever going to have now, you know, it's fantasy football. So your team's both your teams could just fall flat on their face and somebody wins 68 to 67. Who knows? Right. But I mean, you've got a lot of good players that are going to be playing this weekend. Um, it's, you know, sometimes it's fun to watch other teams play and see who's going to compete. It seems like I'll actually be following every single game this weekend to see who is going to get um, the advantage, particularly for those top players. So um, yeah, I mean, congratulations to y'all. I mean, it, it, it y'all had great seasons and I think you deserve to be where you are. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate only one person can win the championship. Um, but, well, I guess two people can win the championship if Jeff and Jacob do. And that'll be the first time that happens. But um, but only one team can win the championship. So uh, it'll be fun to watch. Good luck to both teams. Thanks. And, and it's going to be fun because it's, it's going to be a long weekend. Uh, you know, I have a player playing on Christmas Day, so we're starting on Friday uh, and then I think Jeff has, uh, I think we have players playing on Sunday night, players playing on Monday night. So this thing may not be decided until after the Monday night football game. Uh, so it's just going to make a pretty long and stressful post Christmas, uh, weekend for both of us. But, uh, um, but I also just want to say that like, you know, we've, this league has been under the foot 
of, uh, you know, the a kind of authoritarian regime for the last like four years, you know, and Jimmy just doing what he wants to, uh, whatever benefits himself. So I want to de- dedicate this championship to uh, the 99%, to the people, the proletariat, to say, we're not going to take it anymore. We see your struggles, your self-absorbed uh, commissioner's address that leads to the results that we've seen this year. Um, and whatever happens uh, going forward, whether it's me or Jeff, uh, just want to stay down with tyranny, down with the generalissimo, uh, and uh, may the best may the best team win. But 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 isn't Chris's team like essentially Jimmy's team anyway because of like the deal with the devil that he did earlier in the season? <laughs> it does seem oh, we're getting dirty now at the end of the podcast. Let's see. Oh man, some fighting words. I mean, J- Jimmy might even try to claim championship. You know, after this. <laughs> Look, I mean, I can't help it that you know it was a team that drafted uh, keepers really well. I mean, to be honest, this is two years in a row that I've leveraged my future all my keepers to like build up uh the best teams this year if it doesn't work out two years in a row uh i'm gonna have to rethink my strategy uh but i do thank jimmy for being desperate enough uh to, to uh <laughs> dalvin over to me so i hope jeff that uh it's Diggs and, and and dalvin that put me over the top uh especially Diggs on monday right. night just to uh make it a little extra special for you <laughs> all right yeah i'm yeah, sure heard- uh you know Go ahead, Brent. I heard that the commission offered the K Rabbits a pardon if they don't win. So, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I mean, the Electoral College will have to vote. We'll, we'll count the we'll count the ballots uh, it, on Monday night, but that doesn't necessarily the end of who this one champion is. <laughs> the, com- the commission ain't going down without a fight, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you for uh, joining me on the podcast. Um, y'all have a good night. And like I said, good luck to all of you. Thank you. See you. See you guys. Thanks, Brent.